Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Dav Zayin in Maseches Chagiga. Andrew's getting into it. Andrew, break the binding on that one. All right, here we go. We are on the last line of Vav Amad Beis. Tnan Hasam. Elu Dvarim Shein Lim Shir. If this doesn't sound familiar to you, it's a problem. We'll start with the Goranowitz Musar moment, as requested. Here we go. The Mishnah, it's the first Mishnah in Peya. We say it as part of Birchas Hatayra. The reason we say it as part of Birchas Hatayra, Goranowitz, is because Talmud Torah Kineget Kulam, right, is the, uh, the punchline. That there are certain things that the Torah prescribes, and they say, this is the mitzvah that you should do. And um, they'll tell you, you know, at a certain point, Enough is enough, right? At a certain point, you've performed the mitzvah. Not only that, as we will see, Tosus will point out, there is a concept of Baal Tosif. You know, there are certain mitzvahs we prescribed where if you do too much, that's already more than was prescribed. And that is a violation of Baal Tosif. You're not allowed to do more than Hashem tells you to do. Right, so on certain things you have to do the exact amount that is prescribed, but certain things ain't lame shiur. Meaning, the more you do, the better. The more you do, you're going to get a mitzvah for every additional thing that you do. So, what are some of those things we get in a mitzvah for every additional thing that you do? Well, that's what the first mission payah discusses. What are they? First word in daf zayin amid aleph hapeah. That's why it's in mission payah. First thing is in payah. Payah. It's interesting, actually. See, because tzedakah, we learn, you're supposed to not give more than a chomish, right? You're supposed to not give more than 20% of your money. As you'll see, one of the things on this list is gemilus chasodim. That's the second tosfos on Zion of Aleph, right? Where it says, begufo avabamamono yeshloshir. In other words, this is a Goranowitz Musr moment. I love this. A lot of people will say, well, I, want to, I do a lot of chesed. Why? I do a lot of chesed means I give a lot of tzedakah. Why? Well, guess what, Goranowitz? Tzedakah and chesed are not exactly the same thing. That's what Tosvosa says. Tzedakah is money. That's kind of easy to, you know, right, to give the money. Why? Chesed is begufo, says the Tosvos. That is to help somebody out and to physically give of your time and your resources that ain't laim shir. That's Gamilus chasadim. It's on this list, okay? Now, peah is interesting because it's really kind of a form of tzedakah, right? Right. But you're supposed to leave the edge of your property for poor people to, to, uh, to take. So it's interesting, right, that a farmer can actually uh, leave over if he wanted. There is no shear, really. So you can really just leave over one stalk of wheat, right? But you could also just take so to speak, only one stalk of wheat. So it's just interesting that uh, we, when we learn paya, so they say set aside like a 60th or a 50th, set aside uh, a certain amount. But just what I'm saying is that when it comes to the field, Ein Lem Shiur, it's even different a little bit than, uh, than Staka, where there is in fact a monetary, um, sort of like a monetary cap of 20%. Okay. What about Bikurim? Well, why would you ask me that? Because the next order is Bikurim? Okay, hapeah, vehabikurim. Very good. It's as if you wrote this. The bikurim is the, right, obviously the first crop that you bring to the base of Mikdash, so there's no real shear. Now we'll see, there's such a thing as a minimum shear, as we know, and a maximum shear. Sounds like there's neither. Vehabrayon, this is how we end up here. Rayon sounds a lot like the word olos reiya. 
Sounds like a lot, a lot like the like what we're been discussing in Maseches Chagiga. We will see in the Gemara what Rayon means. So let's leave it aside for now. Ukmilus Chasadim, as discussed um, during right acts of kindness, Betalma Taira, right, and that's why it's uh, we say it in, as part of Bichas Tara. The Talmud Tara also Ein Lem Shir. Okay, now I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Kisurin anu lomar harayon ein l'shir lemalav. The important thing is Talmud Torah. Why is Talmud Torah? Me and Andrew were talking about before. You, you guys are talking about this. Why is Talmud Torah so important? <laughs> Why is Talmud Torah connected kulam? Is it like bringing karbanas? As he's saying, well, we do have actually. Um, I don't know if you remember this. I wish I remembered exactly where it was. I think it was in Masechah Shabbos. We were talking about the mitzvos that are. Shkula keneged kola mitzvahs. This is not the only mitzvah that we've mentioned it uh, in context. There was the mitzvah of bris milah, we say. We say it with context of bris milah. We say it in context of Talmud Torah. There are, there are very, very few select mitzvahs. We say, and you mentioned karbanos, right? What is greater? Avoda. Remember when we talked about the hierarchy? What is greater? Avoda, gmilus chasadim, Talmud Torah, Brismila, these are these are the kind of uh, mitzvahs that are the iconic. Uh, that's definitely the wrong word, but the iconic mitzvahs that define us, right? Without, what are we without Talmud Torah, right? So that's a terrible answer. What, but because I don't really know, you know, I, I can't speak for Hashem, so right, so to speak. But Talmud Torah is the foundational, right? Foundational mitzvah. That's that's a better way of saying it, right? Without Talmud Torah, then you don't then you don't have any of the other mitzvahs. So you have to. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Me and Ian were talking about. Okay. It, but uh, you know, when I talk, I want to understand. I was learning years from right. Yeah. And you could actually feel you're in the presence with Yisro. You could actually feel them eating, having a party. You okay. Could, you, so when you learn. It, you take your eyes and your heart together. So it's one of them, that, do you like that? So, so Geronimus wants to say that the, the reason Talmud Torah is connected, is connected Kulam right. and, and Enoshir is because when you, um, is because it involves, right, I guess all of your, all, all of your, all right. of your mind and heart That's and all, all that. Of, yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, when you talk about avoda, so you could say, well, that's the purpose of creation is to be over Hashem. And then you talk about, you talk about bris milah. Well, that's foundational because that is the covenant between us and Hashem. And you talk about Talmud Torah. Well, like you're saying, that's the heart and the mind and our relationship with Hashem. So all of these things, if you don't have it, it's foundational, as we say. Okay. So that is a great point. Are you, are we making up a little bit almost for yesterday? All right. Let's go on. So what's going on here? Okay, the Rayon, the Olas Re'iyah, as discussed, right? What, how much money? Well, guess what? Didn't we talk about yesterday's Machlokas Beit Shaman Beis Hillel? And then the other Tanayim got involved also. Rabbi Kiva sided with Beis Hillel, whether you've spent Ma'a Kasef and Shtei Kasef, so let's see. The Yochanan started off by saying, We think like this, that maybe there is no maximum to how much or how many Olas Re'iyah you could bring. That's not as obvious as you would think. In other words, there could be a concept, this is what Tosos of Yochanan over here says, there could be a concept of Baltosif, right? Which is to say, if you, you're to, we're told, and we, that's how our Masechta starts, they have to bring a carbon, right? When you bring, 
when you when you go when you're ola regal, you have to bring the ola sriya as discussed. Okay. Now, before we were talking about well, you can't just show up empty-handed, right? Lo, your your upanai reikam. But what if you want to just keep giving and giving and giving? You can't just bring carbonus without having to bring carbonus. There is such a thing as a carbon nadava, but to designate a carbon after carbon as a carbon olas reia, so maybe you can't do that. Maybe there's a violation of Baltosif. But it's a chiddush here to say, ain't share. No, you can keep giving and each one is going to fulfill the mitzvah of olas reia. That's not, right, move on may love, as they say. That's not, um, Obvious, and therefore, that's what it sounds like, that there's a minimum shear, but no maximum shear. That's what Rabbi Yochanan said, we used to think. But then, Rabbi Yochanan came and he taught us the following, that really, there is no minimum either. In other words, you can bring the smallest little animal and, and bring just that, or the largest amount of all Asriyas, and you could have, you could do either one and has no shear. But there is a Derabana, an issue which says, This is Shitas Beisilo that we saw yesterday, right? That you have to bring at least the value of a silver Ma Chesef for the Korban Ria, and then the Chagiga. Like we said, this is the flip side of, Be- of Beishamai. It's consistent with Beishilel that the Chagiga is double that of the Ria because you're eating for two. And so the minimum for the Ria is Me'ach Kesef and the minimum Chagiga Shtei Kesef. And yes, indeed, um, on the other end, right, on the maximum end, there is no, there is no limit. Okay, fine. Now, now we go and we analyze this word Rayon. Re- re- we say that that means Korban, right, Olas Ria. Says the Gemara, my harayon, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Riyas Panim Be'Azara, Bereshlakish Amar Riyas Panim Be'Korban. So now we're basically saying, what does Riyah, right, actually mean? Riyah means seeing Hashem. So we know what that mean, that that's what it means, and we're going to see that it basically means right the Olas Riyah. But it's a fascinating machlokas. It's actually shades of the machlokas Rashi Tosfos. In the very first Rashi in our Masechta. Do you remember when we uh, said the introduction yesterday? What are, what are the very first words in our Mish- Mishnah say? It says, HaKol Chayavin B'Ri'iyah. Said Rashi, Ri'iyah is mitzvah Ri'iyah calls Churcha. That it means going to the Beis HaMikdash. What did Tosfa say? It says, Tosfa says, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Wh- what do you mean? That Ri'iyah, everybody has to do. It says Tosfos, look at the rest of the Mishnah. The rest of the Mishnah is saying that but we know from the Yerushalmi that the Re'iyah, the Aliyah Laregel is a Chiyavan all of Kal Yisrael, even the Nashim Nashim Vataf. It's like Hakel. So it must mean, says Tosfos, that Re'iyah means Korban. Right? That it means the Korban Olas Re'iyah. So this is, the, this is what it sounds like over here in the Gemara. We say, my Hara'ayon, what does Re'iyah mean? Rabbi Yochanan, Amariyas Panim Ba'azara. So Rabbi Yochanan looks like Rashi over here, right? That means appearing, right, in the base of Mikdash for the Shalash Regalim. Mishlakish says Re'iyah means that you have to bring the Korban. Oh. Okay. So, says the Gemara. Let's, let's analyze this Machlokas. Be'ikr Haregel. You get a mess by seeing? 
Oh, that's a good question, right? Uh, so do you get a mitzvah for just showing up for the Shalsh for Golem? Uh, even if you didn't show, let's say you didn't, you showed up empty-handed, right? It says, Lo come, but it says that you should come, right? So would you get a mitzvah for showing up empty-handed? That's a fascinating question. You, so, so you, in other words, like you'll get an avera, so to speak, right? You'll, you, you will have violated Lo come, but at least you showed up, right? Maybe you get a mitzvah for just showing up. Like, 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 um, so, so the answer is, let's see. So, says the Gemara, it analyzes your question, and I think this is addressing your issue. That when you first show up, both Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, Rashi tells us everyone would agree that you have to bring a carbon that first time. You have to bring that carbon the first time. Now, the question is, once you've already shown up once, not empty-handed, right? Because it says, The first time you have to bring a gift. But once you've shown up already with your gift, so what about the rest? Do you have to, Goranowitz, bring a carbon every time you show your face, right? Like, for example, I don't want to bring up a sore topic, but I've never been invited to Barry's for Shabbos. My wife has in the past, back in the Harrisburg days, but, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing my whole family to Barry for Shabbos. It would be weird. We live in the same town. We don't have to, Barry. I'm giving an example. But if I was, certainly I would give you an elaborate... Let's say I was invited to your house for a week. So when I first showed up, I'd give you an elaborate gift basket, right? That's just cordial, right? That's common courtesy, right? A, a, an expression of a karasatov. But then if the whole time, every day, when I'm coming in and out of shul, minchamar, or whatever it is, I have to give you a gift basket... No, that first time I showed my appreciation, and then I'm coming in and out like a, like an already right situated guest, right? So says so that's the question: Do I have to bring a carbon every time I walk in or not? So says the Gemara. So when it goes like this, when a person comes into the azara on every day of the carbon and he's bringing carbonas, Everyone is going to agree that we accept it, right? Again, as Tosas pointed out before, there's no Baltosif on that. If you wanted to bring a carbon, so if I wanted to give Barry a gift every day, let's say, and I say, you know, I got you a little something at Seven Mile Market or whatever it is, or uh, at Hats to Hose, so then Barry will uh, accept it graciously, right? Keep the us of a low IT. But when I come into the Azara and I don't bring a right carbon, so then that's the question. In other words, everyone's going to agree. And again, like we said, it's not, it's a chiddish to say that the carbon is always accepted. But the question is that that is always the issue. Ain't sheer, right? You could always bring a carbon every day of Yantiv if you wanted to. The question is if you didn't bring a carbon, right, that you're just showing up. You've already brought, right, the initial carbon, that's fine. You brought the initial gift about, but coming, to the Azar, the Chol Emas the Asid Lo Tzarech Lasuye. Once he's already brought, uh, right, a carbon, uh, when he comes to the uh, Azara now, he does not have to bring another carbon. However, Rish Lakish Amar Reias Panim B'Karbon the Chol Emas the Asid Tzarech Lasuye. Rish Lakish disagrees. He says, even though you already gave the initial right gift when you showed up, every time you appear in the Azara, you have to bring a carbon.
That is the Machlokas, Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. So it's not a question of can you do Ola, right, Aliyah Laregel and show up at Azar without a Korban. Everybody agrees the first time, of course, there's a concept of Ola Sriya. The question is, moving forward, are you bringing a Korban every time or not? Oh. So now we're going to bring three challenges. Rish Lakish tried to poke challenges in Rabbi Yochanan and tried to show him that you do, in fact, have to bring Korban every time as follows. Says the Pasuk, Oh, if you are a purist, and you see this word, then literally that means that when you show up, you can never show up empty-handed. Isn't that what the Pasuk means? Says Reish Lakish Yochanan. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you doing here, man, if you're showing up and you're not bringing a carbon? Are you just chilling? You're walking around the, the Azara aimlessly? You're meandering around? People are going to come up and say, may I help you? You know what I mean? Like, did you come for something? So you could say, you could daven, you could do Tehillim, you could say a, bu- a bunch of things, but be that as it may, Reish Lakish thinks, Lo if you take that literally, then you should never show up empty-handed. And you should always have to bring a carbon. So Amalei, Rabbi Yochanan answers to that. Yeah. What does it mean? What do you mean, empty-handed? You shouldn't come. Well, well, I mean, you know, it's like Miriam Bilga. She said, wolf, wolf. You know, too much, right? Andrew's laughing. You know why? Why? Because you're preoccupied with Miriam Bilga. You really bring her up to... You bring her into everything. (laughs) I understand. You're saying that you got to kill yourself and bring, you know... The opposite of what Miriam Bilga said. You just gotta, it's like a boosher, right? Right. So the reason Guranos is preoccupied with Miriam Bilga is because her attitude, and this is the fundamental uh, difference between Avoda Zara and Avoda, and Avoda Sashem. Right. Because Miriam Bilga had an Avoda Zara attitude, right? Avoda Zara means, what, can, what have you done for me lately, right? Avoda Zara is, you make, a, you make it up, you, make, you say, this is my God because. I'm going to tell my God what to do for me, right? I'm making it for me. So like, wolf, wolf, what have you done for me lately? Okay. As opposed to Avodah Hashem is actual Hakar Satov, is gratitude. And what can I do for you? That is the most fundamental ground with the Muslim moment you can have. It's a fundamental difference between what can I do for you versus what have you done for me lately? What can you do for me? So that's Avodah Zara? Avodah Zara, I believe, is, is, is uh, when you think that, it's serv- that the God is here to serve you. Yeah, and anyway, so, so right, so Reish Lakish says, right, you can never, you always want to sh- express that a car we'll call it, by bringing a carbon every time. To which Rabbi Yochanan says, yeah, but that's part of the first day. Ikar Regal means the first day of Yantiv. Only then do you have to bring it every time, by the way. If you showed up multiple times to the base of Mikdash on that first day, you'd have to bring a carbon. But beyond that, not. Okay, that's challenge number one. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan is going to say Be'ikar Regal to all of them. I gave it away. But let's see challenge number two. Rabbi Yochanan says, Eisvei, It's an interesting idea here. Bezvachim, Rashi says, We're going to learn now, we're going to spend a few lines understanding this, that when you bring an Olasriya, it has to be, what? Like a bull or a sheep, something that you kill with a knife. Not like a bird or, you know, a solas mincha. But not like a carb offering or like a bird that you could just flick off with your finger. It's something uh, serious. I can't resist this story because my mother loves this story, Zalzayin Gazan. That I, was, I, I grew up in Haifa, so we used to have a fleshic 
uh, so we were very Israeli. We were like secular Israelis. My parents used to take a nap, a siesta like Israelis do, and the main meal was at lunch, like Israelis do, or did. And so I would come home from school, my parents would be sleeping, and lunch would be on the table. And so I came home from school, and there was like cottage cheese and cucumbers and leban, you know, like a proper Israeli meal. But that was what I was accustomed to having for dinner, not for lunch. Lunch was a more substantial meal. So I said to my parents, like, with all due respect, I don't really, I'm not picky, like, I'll eat anything, and I, it's still true, but there should be, like, a pot involved. Like, you should have to heat it up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I rather thought that was funny, that I just, like, was magdir it in second grade. Like, just as long as there's a pot, I'm happy. Which is because, to say... Because the breakfast, <clears throat> you know, the hotels... I was talking to Russians. <laughs> they said every day in breakfast we have a hot dish. You get it? Exactly. So that's exactly you get it. A hot dish. So what's wrong with you? So that's what zvachim means. We should get to it, right? Zvachim is towards the end. Zvachim means anything that you cut with a knife. That's what Rashi says, right? Zvachim. Hazvuchim besakin. That's what zvachim means. So cutting with a knife is not the bird offerings. It's not the minchasolas. It's the real. It's the bigger, more substantial animals. So what's 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 Rishlakish saying? He's saying, well, the fact what the fact that you have to bring a substantial animal makes it seem like what like you can't that you have. In other words, it's such a hush of thing. You don't show up to Barry's house without at least like something worth fifty dollars, right? Right? Without at least so that seems to indicate that you can't just walk around there. You can't just meander around. You have to bring something every time you come. That's basically the challenge of. Uh, Yitz Topper asked, why is that different than the first challenge? So I said, somebody smart probably asks that, and we saw it was Rabbi Kivega, but let's explain a little further. As follows. It says, So again, we're going to prove that you have to bring the Olas Ria has to be a Zvachim, has to be a substantial animal like this. Maybe it's maybe you could bring Ophos and Menachos, asks the right Brisa, says the Gemara Vidin, who however it's logical to say by a Kalvachomer as follows. Right? We know that Chagiga is something that you're going to eat, right? Chagiga, as we've already discussed, part of it gets burned up, but part of it the we is a shlamin, we eat it, okay? And we know that the Olas Raya by definition is an Ola and all of it goes to Hashem. Says the Gemara, Well, we know that the Korban Chagiga has to be a Zvachim. How do we know that? It's possible. You shouldn't do, right, the, the, the Isser of leaving it over, overnight. Oh, well, it says Chalev. Only animals that get slaughtered with a, with a knife uh, have Chalev, right? The, the birds don't have that. So we know from that that the Chagiga has to be a Zvachim. And certainly if the Chagiga has to be a Zvachim, the Ria is going to have to be a Zvachim. Why? Umahin Zvachin Olos. Right? And we see that the Zvachim are in fact Olos. So the, the, then we're going to prove this, right? Ata Omer Olos or Eino Elo Shlamim. Wait a minute. How, how do we know that the Olos have to be a Zvachim? Maybe only if it's a carbon Shlamim has to be a, right, a, a, a substantial animal. After all, the olos, you're not really eating, so you may have a tendency. This is actually another Gerano at the moment, right? You say, oh, well, that's not even eating it. So what's the difference what I bring? No, it makes a difference. As follows. Right? We know, like we just said, you're going to eat the Chagiga. That's what it means, the Hedjot. 
that human beings are going to eat it. And Ria is going to be Farshem. Certainly, right, why are we making you have Zvachim for Chagiga? Because you want to live it up, right? You want to have a wonderful Yantiv. You're not going to have tofu. So therefore, right, you're going to have a, a bull or a sheep or, you know, a nice animal for the Korban Chagiga. And therefore, that which is going to be given to Hashem should at least be as substantial. There it is. Wow, a Goranowitz Muslim moment. Your table, you're at the Waldorf and you're having a massive, right, banquet. And what? You're going to give like a little birdie for, for Hashem as a Korban Allah? I don't think so. Right? Your Rebbe's table should only, right? Like they say, um, when, when, they, when they do a uh, building fund, right? Um, when they do a building fund appeal and people are doing, everyone's doing construction and remodeling on their homes, but the shul, right, is drabby and looks like it's falling apart. They say your own, your, whatever you, you think of your own home, right, should certainly at the very least be applied to the, the, the shul as well. So it's just an analogy, right? Your own table is going to be filled with banquets and all of these zvachim. So certainly the Olaf Hashem should at least have that kind of zvachim. So that was the shaila that, you know, that, that uh, Reish Lakish had on Rav Yochanan. He said, Whatever you do, so that's how, so that's how Yitz was Magdirit. Uh, he said, you're living it up, right? In other words, you're living it up and you're having, right? Uh, nobody's going to say, oh, you're staying, at, you're staying at the Waldorf, you can only have the breakfast, right? You're going to make sure that it's paid for. You're going to have the breakfast, you're going to have the lunch on Yantiv, you're going to have the dinner, it's all paid for. So, but when every time you go into the dining room, you're not skipping on the meals, right? So when you walk across to the base of Mikdash, you should be rebuilt from Herabe Amenu. You're only going to give the breakfast, right? You're only, see, you see, that's the Shaila. Reish Lakish is saying, you're not skipping any meals at the Waldorf, says Reish Lakish. So when you go to the, to the base of Mikdash, Hashem shouldn't, so to speak, have to skip any meals either. You can't just walk in and not bring a Zvachim. That's, that's the Shaila. Okay. That's the challenge. And again, but, but Rabbi Yochanan's response was, yeah, that's only, that's true, that's the first day of Yantiv. But Cholomoed, you're eating only the big breakfast, uh, let's say the beginning, but then you're off and running, you're at Ramon, you're, you're running around. All right. And you don't have to bring every time. Okay. I think that's why we don't eat pig. So because we were talking about pig, pig is so delicious, it smells so darn good. And we're pigs, that's the word. That's know? interesting. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, so Eisve. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, Oymer, Shalosh, Regalim, Bashana, Nitzlava, Yisrael, Laos, Berego. Third and final challenge, I think. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda said, Bishlakish is taking a brice of, there's some Gersa issue here, but Bishlakish is basically challenging Rabbi Yochanan from a brice of Rabbi Yehuda. Shalosh, Regalim, Bashana, Nitzlava, Yisrael, Laos, Berego. That, Three times a year, we were commanded to do Aliyah. That is understood. The Brysa, we're going to analyze this in a minute. You can't come in fractured groups. Fractions, we'll see what that means. Right? Because we said all of your uh, adult males. And you shouldn't come empty handed. And you shouldn't, because it says you shouldn't see him at Reikam. Which is to say, you don't come, but we come with what 
the, the boys in TA are saying now a full send, right? Meaning, not chatzayin and not reikonim. You don't bring a fraction, right, of your, uh, of you, and you don't bring anything less than the full thing. That's, that's what Rachelach is trying to say. Which means every time you come, you come with a full send. Every time you come, you're coming fully loaded with a carbon. That's what the brysa implies. So I'm going to let you be a Again, all of these things are going to apply to the first day only. Okay. You got to bring more than you could afford. That's what you're saying? Like a um, Ain't lame shiur. Interesting. Can you, do you have to bring more than you can afford is a, is a good question. But according to Reish Lakish, you certainly have to bring a Zvachim every single time. That's a very good question. So now, Rabbi Yochanan is going to fight back to Reish Lakish. You ready, Goranowitz? We've already discussed this. The syntax is a kriyuksiv here. Uh, who's seen? Are, are we seen by God? Is God seen by us? Well, guess what? It's reciprocal. On the regalim, we are seeing each other. Oh. So says the, says the um, b'risa. It says, Ma'ani b'chinam. Not sure, is this a b'risa? This is just maybe Rabbi Yochanan talking, I think. Ma'ani b'chinam, afatem b'chinam. In other words, oh, we are what? We're buddies, right? We, oh, you, think, you think if I go to the toppers for a meal, I have to bring a gift every time? Like once you have familiarity, as we do with Hashem, Right, so then you don't have to bring a massive gift every every time. You save that for when you go to somebody that you don't go to very frequently. Oh, ella kol echad So, so that was very strong, right? Rishlakish threw three punches, and Rabbi Yochanan just swatted them away by saying that's ikar haregel. But here, Rabbi Yochanan throws one haymaker, and we have to change the whole machlokas. What's the haymaker again? We're familiar with Hashem. If we have this level of familiarity and camaraderie, so to speak, right, oh, he's, he's, uh, with Hashem, so then we don't have to bring a, kor- a korban zvachim every time. Uh, so now we're going to have to change the whole the whole machlokas as follows. Says the Gemara, Ella, no, this is what the machlokas is. Kol Aisi. Anytime you come without a korban, everyone is going to agree that you can always go ayel up to the azara umischazi and be seen. And just leave, right? Everybody agrees. Again, the exact opposite. This is not a machlokas whether you have to bring a carbon. It's a machlokas whether you're allowed to bring a carbon. Okay. Well, which is to say, of course, you have to bring a carbon for the first time you show up. The question is, are you allowed to bring additional carbonas? What do you mean allowed? Will it be accepted? Will we let you come in? Will there be a violation, in fact, of Baltosif? Right? If you bring extra kabonis, that's a very different machlokas than what we thought it was. So here we go. If you're a rich man, you bring 20 kabonis. Yes, yeah, so are we even going to accept that? Let's watch. watch. Kipligi, the of Aisi. Let's say you came, you already brought your carbon the first time, and now you're bringing another one. There, Rabbi Yochanan Omar, the Riyas Panim Bazar. Rabbi Yochanan says, no. Riyas Panim Hu, the Ain Lashir. Halakarban Yesh Lashir. Rabbi Yochanan says, yeah, you could come in as many times as you want, but you can only bring that one korban. You can only bring one olas riya. That has a shear. Wow, very different than what we thought. Uh, so what are you saying? The Mishnah, how, do you, how does Rabbi Yochanan understand the Mishnah in Peah that ain't loshir? So that's what he means. He means that the Mishnah Peah, when, when he says rayon, it means coming to the base of Mikdash. It does not mean coming with a olas re'iya, right? So that is a fundamental machlokas here between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. What does it mean? Again, 
According to it, we hold like Rabbi Yochanan almost always, right? He's the great Gadol of Eretz Yisrael. Rayon means you could show up as many times as you want, but you're only going to bring the Olas Ria that one first time. Good. Four lines down in the wide. Here we go. Eisvei. Uh-oh. The Pasuk says, Hokar in There's a Pasuk in Mishlei that says, Hokar You should write uproot, so to speak, your foot from Beis Re'echa. Who's Re'echa? Hashem, beautiful, Rashi. Beis Ohavecha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shakar Yisrael Re'im, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls us Re'im, the man achai v're'ai. It's a beautiful song. And so we are the Hashem's buddies, so to speak. So, Beis Re'echa is the house of your beloved, which is Hashem. But you shouldn't walk around there a lot. That sounds like Rabbi Yochanan's being challenged now. Rabbi Yochanan said that you could go to the base of Mikdash as often as you like. So what does it mean you shouldn't visit too often? Shouldn't overstay your welcome? So says the Gemara, No, that's when you bring a carbon chatas and a carbon asham. And, and what we're trying to say is as follows. Because Rabbi Levi, like Rabbi Levi explained, Rabbi Levi, Rami, Ksiv hokar raglacham v'esrecha, Ksiv avo v'esrecha be'olos. Right, there's a Pasuk in Tehillim that says, the David Melch is saying, I want to come to your house all the time and bring her Ola. So how do you reconcile the two Pesukim? One Pasuk in Mishlai says you shouldn't come to the base of Mikdash too much. The other Pasuk in Tehillim says, I want to come all day. So lo kasha, kan be'chatos v'shamos, kan be'olos v'shlamim. So Levi explained that when it comes to chatos v'shamos, what's the point? Stop, you know, you, make a, you do a sin, chalila, and then you bring a karmar chatos. And then you do it like all day, every day. And it's like, you know what? Maybe you should just stop sinning instead of bringing this karmar chatos all the time. That would be a better plan. Uh, so that is what the Pasuk and Mishlei is saying. Stop sinning and stop coming in all the time with these carbon chatos. But olos v'shlamim, you can come all the time. All right. The price of this effect as well. Explicitly, it's saying, the Pasuk and Mishlei says, don't come too often. It's talking chatos v'asham. What about olos v'shlamim? So that's kshu omer so when David Amelch says, I want to come and bring an Olos and Shlamim, Hare Olos or Shlamim, Amor, that's where it says uh, that you want to do, uh, that you want to bring Olos or Shlamim. So that's where the Brysa is trying to reconcile to. So, okay, so when, how are you going to be Mekayim, this idea of not coming too often? There, the Pasuk is talking about Chataos and Hashamos. Those are the ones you don't want to bring too much of. But Olos Shlamim, you want to bring plenty of good. Fine. Two dots, two lines up, second line up from the bottom. And it says, Ve'ein Niren Chatzain, right? So we said you don't come with a fraction. What does that mean? Savar Yosef Lemeimar, Mande Isle Asar Bonim, Lolisku Ha'idna Chamisha Lamachu Chamisha. Rabbi Yosef thought, don't bring half the group. He thought, this is a, you're going to love this Quran at moment. Don't bring, if you have 10 sons, five on the first day of Yantiv and then. Another five on the first day of Cholomoy, the next day. Says the Gemara, as we turn to Zaino and Beis, Amr Abaye, Pshita, that should be obvious. Why? That's the worst parenting, 101. You're going to say, how are the people who aren't coming up with Tati on, on the first day of Yantav going to feel? They're going to say, what's wrong with us? You're going to make them feel like dirt. They're going to be, you're going to say, what are you going to say? You're going to say, hey guys, let's go. We're Zoras. We're going uh, on Yantav. So what message are you sending to the other five? That they're not Zrizim? Terrible. So that can't be. It has to be that all the kids get treated equally and they all get the schos of going on the first day of Yantav. So, what, so it can't be what the Chatzayin means. Ela, Koralamai Asa. What is 
the Pasuk trying to teach? What, what Pasuk? Now, he doesn't really mean what Pasuk. It means what's the Bryce they're trying to teach. Lechid de Acherim. It's trying to teach this concept that Acherim taught. What did Acherim teach? The Tanya, we learned in the Bryce, Acherim Omrim, HaMekameitz ve'amitzarif nechoshes. HaMekameitz, this is not a good job. This is why you tell your kids, stay in school. Otherwise, you'll end up at Makameitz, which who's a dog excrement collector. Okay? Matzarf Nechoshes is a coppersmith, a bursi, and a tanner. What do they all have in common? They stink. They reek. So, they're Pturim and Araya. Isn't that unbelievable? They don't have to be all the regal. Why? Shanamar calls Churcha. You thought calls Churcha means all of you need to come. It actually has an ironic uh, meaning. That's not like that. It means It means that if you're shavel chol nefesh, in other words, if you're the kind of person that everybody can be around, that who we should bring so that everyone can come and have like a good experience, right? But if you stink, so then you're going to ruin it for everyone else. You're not really obligated to come. We don't. We're not really inviting you to come because you make everyone else's experience bad. That is amazing. Uh, Right, interpretation of Kol What would this Brisa uh, say about um, very stinky tuna fish and sardine cans that sometimes the Jews bring on, on El Al? And, um, whatever, that's a sore, so sore point with me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but be that as it may, we go on to the Mishnah. It like this. Olos B'moed. But you know something? That smelly tuna fish, yeah. smelly sardines, it's really the healthiest food in the world. You get it? Okay, well, well, guess what? Mitzarf Nechoshes and Borsi, we need tanners, but when they're not invited on the Shal Shragon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have to put it this way. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a tanner. I'm just saying have the self-awareness um, of how, what everyone else is smelling. Okay. Olas <laughs> B'moed. The Olas Riyah is what says the Mishnah on Cholamoid. Bos Menachulin. Uh-oh, what are we talking about here? Well, it's like this. Meiser Shani, right? That you bring on the first, second, fourth, and fifth uh, years. So Meiser Shani is as follows. You have a lot of produce and you got to bring it to your Shalim, but you have too much produce. You can't carry all this fruit. So you're poda it, right? And now you're going to bring up the money. You're going to use that money to buy food in your Shalim and then you have to eat that food in your Shalim. Question is, can you use that food, that money rather, to buy the Olas Re'iya? Aha. Uh-huh. Well, that's like double dipping in a sense, right? It's like saying, can you use, uh, can, can the tuition that you're paying be used as your miser, right? Well, you have to pay the tuition or the, we'll see a, maybe a more, uh, a better example. The money that you paid for the dinner, we're going to split it. We'll see for the shlomim, we'll split it because the shlomim you eat, right? So let's say you had the miser shani money, right? And the shlomim, and you were buying a carbon shlomim. Right, the olas is an ola, so we'll see. That has to be menachulin. The difference is anything that's chayiv, anything that anything that you're chayiv, you you cannot use the meiser sheni for, because that's double dipping. You can't use that money. You have to use your own money. That's what chulin means. You have to use your own money. So let's say I was, let's say Andrew, Andrew, were you ever honored by Shari Zion? I imagine you were. Uh, he doesn't want to say. That's a yes. So. So Barry, it's a matter of time before Barry gets honored by Shari So if he gets honored, so of course we'd be obligated to go to that dinner. Oh, so I'm giving money towards the dinner. So is that all stuck into the shul? So you can split it. You can say, well, you have to eat, right? So the dinner, whatever the dinner costs, $36, 
that you can't use as my right. That's not coming out of stucca money. But the remainder that you pay towards the shul, that is stucca money. Oh, so again, that which you have to give anyway, that has to be minachulin. That has to be from your own money. So this, so watch this. Olos b'moe, the ola, mind you, the ola is all going to Hashem. So baos minachulin, right? That's all going to go to Hashem. You're not so that you're not eating any of it. So that can't be fraud for my sasheni. And the shlamim, that which you're going to eat, that you can eat, that you can bring from my sasheni. Because again, the shlamim, you're going to eat it. So that's a form of using the my sasheni money, right? Uh, as, as eating it in, in, right? As eating it in your shalim. Because you see, that, right? But then, Yom Tavarishon Shal Pesach, what's with Yom Tavarishon Shal Pesach? Beit Shammai Omer Minachulun, Beit Hill Omer Minamaiser. On the first day of Pesach, we'll see why that's different. Beit Shammai says, that's Machlokas. Beit Shammai says you can have it from the Chulin. What? Again, the Pesach, remember we learned Mesech Pesachim? The Korban Pesach is, is a form of a Shlomim, because you eat the Korban Pesach. Oh. So you eat the Korban Pesach. So we already said the Shlomim you could use as Uh But Beit Shammai is insisting that you bring it from the Chulin. Why? So we'll see. Right? Because the Korban Pesach, uh, right, is a Chiv. Right, so it's a chiv, but it's also a shlamin. Right, if it's voluntary. Right, so that's the question. Is the chiv the achila, or is the chiv the purchase? Ah, if the chiv is to, is, to, is to eat it, so then you can't, right, then you can't use the meiser sheni, because you have the chiv. You, can't, you have to use chulin for anything that you have to have, uh, do it anyway. Maybe if the chiv is only to buy it, so then you can, so then you can buy it, but the achila is... is Right is um, is something that you can use the meiser sheni money for. We'll see. Anyway, that's machlokas, and that's why it's by, because the carbon pesach is a shlamim, but it's a chiyuv shlamim. Okay. Now, Israel yotzei yedei chovason. So, how are you going to be? Which what, what are you going to be yotzei yechova of of simcha? Remember, we already talked about you're going to eat flesh, right? Simcha bebasar biyain, right? You're going to have the simcha from the shalmei simcha. So let's say all year long, you said, I make a nether, I'm going to bring this carbon, I'm going to bring that carbon. But you're not going to bring it. You're living in Haifa. You know, you're not going to go and make a road trip that day. Whenever you go, you're going three times a year anyway. So when you go for the regel, that's when you're going to bring the carbon, right? And what? And your Maisa Behema, right? All, all of those are, right, carbonos that you're going to end up eating. When you end up eating those carbonos, Right, you in fact are going to be yotze the mitzvah of simchas yontiv with those. Oh, so how about the kohanim? Kohanim bechatos v'shamos v'chor v'chaz v'shok. Right, and the kohanim, what do they do? They eat the meat of the chatos and the asham of the korban the people are bringing, and we know that they get the chaz v'shok of all those korbanos as well. So again, the point is, you don't have to bring another korban just to be yotze the mitzvah of simcha. All of those korbanos that you're already bringing anyway for. Zaitika reasons, right? Once you brought the korban and you're eating the meat, you could be yaitza the mincha, the mitzvah of simchas yantiv with the meat of those korbanos. That's the point. The point is, in contrast with the korbanos that are brought by birds and the carbs, right? Those korbanos, right, are not going to fulfill mitzvah simchas yantiv, as we've already discussed. Mitzvah simchas yantiv has to be done with meat. Good. Says the Gemara. We're going to challenge this Olus Re'iyah, right? What is it saying that it has to become from Chulin? It says the Gemara, Ela Olus B'moed, who devotes min a Chulin. 
Ah, I can understand a chol moed, right? That the olus that you bring have to come from chulin. Habayantiv mina meiser. Wait a minute. Are you, could the Mishnah mean that when you bring the ola on yantiv, that it can be brought from meiser sheni? Am I? Why should you be able to bring the yantiv from meiser sheni? Davar shebechovahi. We've already said that first olus reiya that you bring. That's the question. Is that going to be mina chulin or mina meiser? Well, that's a chiv. Says the Gemara. We've already explained that anything that's a chiyuv, you have to use your own money for. You can't use that, you take it out of your miser money, so to speak. Oh. And if you're going to say that what we're trying to learn is that it's in fact teaching us that cholamoid, right? The olos bemoid bows, that we're referring to olos that brought a cholamoid that can be eaten from miser, beyond of anon bows. Right? And they're not brought on Yantiv at all. That can't be what the Mishnah means. Because, come on, who, right, is the Mishnah going to say that you can't bring an Olusri on Yantiv? Right? If you, again, in other words, if what you're trying to teach us is to teach you that Olusri are only brought on Cholomoid, that can't be. Right? Kaveh Shammai. Because then the Mishnah would be, right, like Beit Shammai, that's not. Because we learned in a Mishnah. Right, we're going to see this mission is going to come up on Daf Yud Zayin. There's a whole question: Can you bring these carbonas on Yantiv? So Bechamai holds that you can bring your own carbon shlamim on Yantiv. The only thing that you can't do is, is the smicha, right? Aval lo olos, but you can't bring a carbonola. What's going on here? This is the idea of what bringing carbonas in general, this we've already discussed, we already brought it up, right? What are the fundamental foundational mitzvahs? Shabbos, Avoda, right? Mila. So when we learned Parak the Rebbe de Mila, I believe that's where it showed up, right? And, and when we learned Parak the Rebbe de Mila, so we were, had to, we had to um, sort of prioritize, right? After all, Shabbos, you're not supposed to kill animals. I, can you bring carbonas on Shabbos? We do. So it sounds like Avoda is more chashev than Shabbos. Uh-huh. Right, and we had that question with bris mila as well. So the question is, right? Can you bring it on yuntiv? So an ola, you're not going to eat. So can you bring an ola on yuntiv? So Beis Shammai says you shouldn't bring olos. That's the sheet of Beis Shammai that we don't hold like, so we're not used to it. He says you don't bring olos on yuntiv. Yeah, of course. Basilo is what we're used to. That you can right bring. Ola Shlamim, it's all part of the Simchas Yantiv, it's all part of the Yantiv, is to bring these, right, is to bring the, these Karbanas. And that's so foundational, it's so fundamental to us, that we can't imagine that anybody would hold anything else. Therefore, it can't be that our Mishnah is all of a sudden shades of Beit Shammai, that what it's trying to teach us is uh, that you can only bring the Karbanas on Cholamoyim. So the Gemara is going to explain tomorrow, I just realized what time it was, that Chasuri Mechsura, right, so we're about two-thirds of the way down Zion Amad Beis, and we're going to start tomorrow by explaining what did the Mishnah actually mean, right? Chasur Mechzer of when it was talking about the Olas Nadarim and the Nadavos.